0: Didn't See It Coming, the podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiper. Hello there. As all of you know, Didn't See It Coming is all about getting new perspectives and and seeing things that surprise us and, and push us forward and help us do things like innovate and come up with more effective brands. Now, a short while ago, I was introduced to a fellow named Gary Birch. Gary Birch runs the Neil Squire Society, and uh, Gary has a fascinating story to tell. He's a quadriplegic, but that isn't his story. His story is about innovation and how getting a new perspective by way of a disability is often one of the most inspiring ways to foster innovation. Now, we worked together and we came up with a great story um, that that Gary's going to be telling at a TEDx conference uh, shortly in March. Uh, But I want to interview Gary before he went on stage, just so maybe he can give us a little bit of background if you don't actually get around to seeing the TEDx conference. Gary, welcome. Thank you, Mark. Nice to be here today. You have a very, very interesting story. Maybe you can tell us how you came to being the head of the Neil Squire Society. Okay, Mark,
1: that's an interesting story, and I'll try to keep it short. (laughs) But uh, I got injured and became a quadriplegic, and uh, when I was in electrical engineering, I was uh, very interested in working on technology for people with disabilities, and I ran into this fellow named Bill Cameron, who was also working with a person who was a very high-level quadriplegic named Neil Squire. And uh, Bill and I and Neil started working together and long story short, after we helped Neil with some technology, it started to blossom and a lot of other people with disabilities wanted to uh, work with technology and it it led to developing a society to serve those needs called the Neil Squire Society.
0: Now, hold on, hold on, let me backtrack a second. Okay, sorry. You just ran right past this whole thing. You're an electrical engineer. Actually, you're a doctor of engineering.
1: That's true, yes. Now,
0: this is something, as part of uh, you know the talk that you give, you go into this in quite a bit of detail, but people in wheelchairs weren't expected to be engineers. And, and it just goes back to the whole idea of uh, a closed-minded perspective that people had. Can you just go into that for a sec?
1: Well, I don't want to give too much away, Mark, but indeed, yes. When I first had plans of going to be an electrical engineer af- after my accident, my car accident, that... that uh, uh, made me a quadriplegic. Um, I was actually discouraged from becoming an electrical engineer because people didn't think I could do the the task mm-hmm. of being an electrical engineer. so but I had some idea what electrical engineers really did, so i I was pretty convinced that I could do it. so
0: now one of the one of the things that that you talk about uh, in your speech is that just by virtue of being forced to see the world through different eyes, people with disabilities, have uh the gift of a different perspective that fosters innovation can you give me an example or two uh that you've seen through your experience of people who are forced to see the world in a different way and and that leads to great innovation
1: yeah i think i can mark and i guess what i want to say is a lot of people with disabilities don't even realize that they have this because they've just as a matter of living their lives they've started to they've had to look at things differently just to to manage everyday kind of affairs but they can bring that skill set to a workplace for instance or or to solving problems and they may look at problems very differently because you know when when they're designing things to say go on a website they're going to be a lot more careful about making the information very easy to understand in a very logical way mm-hmm. and they're not going to depend on a lot of fancy graphics flashing at you And actually, it ends up being a much more functional, useful website. Um, uh, People, you know, with physical disabilities that are in a wheelchair, they get into situations where they're planning out spaces or or those kind of things, uh, how things might move around in a certain space. They have a a different perspective on on how to economize on movement and placing things in their environment so things are easy to reach. um, Just... Yeah. Those those kind of things, yeah. and and you at first you you think well that's not really that important, but
0: they bring a perspective that no one else around the table who is trying to solve the problem had ever even thought of. You know, it's 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 so interesting because I'm, I remember a, a wonderful story um, uh, about uh, I think it was Six Sigma or Lean manufacturing where they talked about a a shop floor where um, they had to get from point A to point B efficiently. And what they found was just by putting tape down on the floor, they could get their trolleys through this warehouse uh, more efficiently because what happened before, everybody left their trolley sort of standing around and you had to navigate this traffic jam of trolleys. Now, I can't help but think that if you had somebody in a wheelchair and they had to get from point A to point B efficiently, that uh, they would be able to spot obstacles in their way that would prevent oh, them. You know, if it, yeah, if, they wouldn't put up with an environment yeah, like that. You know, if you think about how shopping malls are designed or, or office buildings are designed, you put somebody in a wheelchair in charge of lending perspective, and I'm sure you would come up with a lot more efficient A to B paths. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: that are that are much more user friendly for everyone. Yep. Yeah, yep. And you know, even say uh, you know, I didn't want to go back to your example, but of the sh- of the shop floor, I think you were saying. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's there's great examples where uh, people with uh, developmentally delayed have been um, hired into these environments, and they've become very productive workers for these individuals. And to help them out, they've put things like tape on the floor, or other markers, or bigger signs saying. Things just because those those were uh, cues they needed, mm-hmm. and everybody liked them, and everybody started doing things more efficiency efficiently because it was much clearer exactly how things had to happen. Yeah,
0: no, that's a, that's that an, incre- it's an incredible story. all the
1: time, all yeah. the time.
0: Now, uh, from yourself, working, you know, working with the Neil Squire Society, you say, uh, we, we talked about a statistic in your speech, uh, that there are a great number of people with disabilities that are sitting idle, that basically, and you don't, you don't frame it like, hire these people because it'd be nice, you say there's a whole v- a fountain of innovation just sitting there waiting to be tapped, uh, but there's some pretty disturbing statistics on how many people with disabilities are underemployed or unemployed.
1: Yeah, when you count those that are uh, persons with disabilities in Canada that are either unemployed and you add in there those that have given up uh, but want to work, you add those two together. You have well over 50% of Canadians with disabilities who are not working 50%. but want to be
0: at the height yeah. of the At the height of the Great and Depression, how many people were unemployed?
1: Um, I think it hit around – That was considered a huge national crisis. So we're well above that. Well above that.
0: Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, so so it's a real shame. I, uh, I, I run a business. I run a business. I run, let's say, a department store. And I want to make things more efficient. Is there are there are there some stories? Do you have some stories about uh, you know putting people into situations uh, with Neil Squire or or finding people uh, jobs where suddenly the employers come back and say, "Heck, I, I didn't know this was possible. I, I hired this person and and uh, and they they brought a whole lot more to the party than I imagined they would." Yeah, we we get that kind of feedback all the time. I think the first kind of feed, feedback we get
1: is. I I never really thought the person could do the job so well. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing we hear early on is it's an interesting rub-off effect it has on the rest of their employees because they see Sam or Sally there working away, and they notice that they're working with these additional kind of challenges, and they're going, well, if Sam and Sally can do that, I guess I better, you know, I can step up, too. Mm -hmm. And so... um, so there's those kind of benefits right off the bat, you know. They, yeah. A lot of a lot of companies now are documenting lower absenteeism, better better prod productivity, etc. But just when you know, it's just those those little. Dis- sometimes they're formal discussions around a brainstorming table. Sometimes they're just little hallway discussions. They're bringing new ideas and new ways of doing things that they never even thought of before. And and to the person with a the dis- disability, they're usually pretty obvious. Yeah. And they can't, can't believe no one else has thought of them.
0: Now, one of the things that uh, we sort of skirt around a bit w- when you're doing your talk is the uh, the massive upside of innovation that was created for people with disabilities. Mm, um, yeah. And that, that this is actually, you know, it, 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 because you were very clear when we first met, you said, you know, people with disabilities, not generally well-off people that can, you know, put you over the top as a billionaire. But if you think of the rub-off effect... All the other people that you help. So, I mean, do you have any example that you could share of, of that where you go, you know, it was invented for this type of uh, disability, but then it rubbed off and everybody benefited, went on to become a huge, huge product?
1: Well, let me tell you about one, give you a sneak preview. Mm-hmm. This is one that I always, I mean, there's so many examples out there. In fact, you can find them on the web lists of technology that was originally developed for people with disabilities and is now completely mainstream and people are using it not even knowing that was the original use of it um but you know there, the, there's um a, a person i think this goes back to the 19 or the 1890s or approximately there was a person with a learning disability and he was the first one to, to come up with the key card punch system you know the original way to input data and he did it because he was uh working with the growing numbers of US citizens in the States and they had to find a way to count them automatically. Before that they were doing them by hand. So he came up with the the key card punch system. You know, and that worked so well it turned into a company that most of us know. It's called IBM. So <laughs> I love yeah, that story. and he just thought differently,
0: right? Yeah. Now. Yeah, it's, just, it's yeah. just, you go, well, how can I make this more efficient because I, I, I don't get it or I have trouble working my hands, as, uh, I don't yeah. have the dexterity. I,
1: you know, Mark, I would have yeah. loved to have been there,
0: you know, but he probably said, well, why are we counting these people all by hand? Yeah, yeah, this just doesn't make any sense. And it is, you know, so much of innovation is just asking obvious questions that by virtue of being experts or being inside the company, we don't ask anymore. We assume that there's no solution to that. It's just the way we do it or no way.
1: Well, I think that's the beauty of diversity in general. Mm-hmm. Is It's not just people with disabilities. We tend to bring a, a, a very unique perspective on things. But whenever you have a diverse environment,
0: you, you always benefit from a diversity of views. So. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on The Talk today. It was a pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Mark. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast.